Welcome to another episode of Extempore, where I bring together some of the players with the audience to discuss what's happened in the previous session of Adlib and D. What were, uh, what were their characters thinking at the time, and any thoughts our valued listeners might hear uh, might have about our game? If you have any questions, do not hesitate to use the Twitch chat to pose them, and I'll get to as many as I can over the course of the session. I would like to first uh, indicate that, uh, unfortunately, due to an audio mishap, the uh, last half of the game on Friday... Um, did not work properly in that you could hear the music but uh, not the people talking i apologize for that um and going forward i hope that that won't be an issue nevertheless um we can move on to uh what did happen during the game and try and capture things so what what did happen was um the first half was discussion of the meeting with Caldwin brown and uh in the uh, second half there was a little bit of shopping involved in uh, picking up some items some uh, arrows and a bag of holding uh, and then the party uh, travelled towards the northern wastes. They were teleported there by Princess Alandra and uh, started to trek across the uh, cold, uh, the, the cold, desolate land. They, uh, at near the end of the session, they uh, came across a group of bugbears that seemed to be doing uh, some sort of strange uh, uh, behaviour. They were putting stuff into a pile. They tried to sneak up on them, but uh, were spotted and then a small combat ensued and that's uh, at the end of that combat is when the uh, episode finished so um and tonight i also like to point out that um we have a few more people than i was expecting we've got um uh, almost the whole uh team here which is great if there's anyone does have questions of their own they'd like to pose to uh, anyone else in the in the team or myself um we can happily push that along um so i'll um, my questions will be directed towards uh, Deception and Dagobah, but uh, if Namtau or Frankie have any questions they'd like to pose, um, or even Deception and Dagobah, then um, I'm happy to answer them as well. But I'll start off with the uh, first question towards you, Deception. So your character was, uh, will be travelling through the cold region of the Northern Wastes. How do you think your character will cope about it? Uh, I think he's a bit of a skinny boy, so probably not well. I was looking at some feats and I saw Infernal Constitution and I was like, ah, he could have been cold resistant. Um, but yeah, I think he is going to struggle a bit considering he's from a hotter area. Like, never been anywhere with real cold besides any snow. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. It is definitely crazy. Um, yes, um, and uh, you'll still see how you go about that. <laughs> All right, uh, for you, Dagobah, um, Cordwin and the others at the meeting spoke of the progenitors. Does your character believe Cordwin and the others when they say they came from, uh, they came before the gods? I was too angry to give two shits to anything about what they were saying at that conversation. My focus was entirely on Cordwin. Even after he cast that spell, there was something that nagged at me. So my involvement in the conversation was minimal until they started talking about the Northern Wastes. Then I paid a little bit more attention. Uh, but any of the conversations about the progenitors, I just uh, overtly, completely ignored. Ah, uh, okay. Um, the uh, next I got a one question did... for Azrael. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so Azrael or Deception. Yeah, you want. Azrael seemed really keen on getting renowned from the Fantiers fighting pits. So, what are your thoughts like, or what are your feelings that you didn't get it? You didn't that it never happened. Uh, 
Azrael's pretty easygoing. He's uh, just really happy to be part of a group that's well-known enough to be talked about to fight something that might be above gods and knowing that that'll get him renown. And they argued for renown with higher people. So, like, the fact he's going to be known to have free lodging and stuff in this place kind of trumps what he would have got from the fighting pits, which was an illegal activity found upon everywhere else. Oh, I so love your answer. Cool. That's an upgrade. <laughs> I agree. I'm happy. I got another question. Okay. Namtar or Hello. Jace. So, is there any roleplay moment that you would like a do-over for? Gosh, this makes me think that you've got a particular moment in mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I was just trying to think of any cool questions. Okay. Uh, I mean, look, I... Uh, I... I I mean, I, I, I'm sort of, my thoughts immediately went to um, uh, the, the, the final scene with Jason Bella, and uh, you know, I, I, I think you know, I, I wouldn't change it, but I do wonder, uh, you know, how things would have gone if uh, if if Jason, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, acted differently. Um, Me too. It was. It was a. I certainly think it was certainly a surprise to you, uh, Namta, wasn't it? And probably yourself, uh, oh, yeah. Jace and Namta. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And um, I think I think that's the beauty of um, these sorts of games is that um, I put things together, but I don't know how you're going to play it out. So um, it can add quite a bit of drama that wouldn't normally be there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that um, from a character development point of view, I think it's going to probably be more powerful this way. But, um, yeah, e even still, you know, it's, uh, it's going to knock Jace around for a long time. Yeah. Okay, um, next one for you, Deception. The monolith that your group is to travel to is somewhere within the northern wests. How do you expect your party will find the structure? I don't know. Monoliths are usually huge. But this one probably isn't as big as, like, you know, it's in the snow. It's probably got a lot of, I don't know if it's going to be heavy snow or what the, it's going to be there, like the climate, sorry. Um, well, but yeah, so I think it'll be a bit harder to find. Maybe there'll be instructions from the people. Maybe we find the people that were sent on the original mission. Um, hopefully they have something, or maybe we can have a tied up bugbear now he knows where the monolith is I well i mean if you can talk to him um oh no he may not speak ricky's gonna take his tongue <laughs> uh, i hope not okay dagobah um Wabani acted quite aggressively during the meeting and had to be sedated via magical means. Do you think Wabani was satisfied by the encounter? Does Wabani believe that Cordwin, uh, does Wabani believe what Cordwood said? I, I'm thinking that, okay, so a spell was cast and he didn't feel the visceral animosity anymore uh, while the spell was in place. But as soon as the spell was lifted, uh, I'm fairly certain that I know what what had happened 
And so I'm even angrier. So if anything, I'm still looking for retribution. Okay, so nothing was resolved there. Nah, nah. He hasn't proven anything. I've got, got a question for um, Dagobah. <laughs> um, how do you think Wabani feels about the fact that none of his friends believe him when it comes to his theories about the Brown Confederation? He doesn't know that. He thinks you guys believe him <laughs> lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> Don't put ideas in my head. <laughs> I, I can tell you, he, he's he's certain that, uh, that we're going to find the monolith because Donaru is going to guide us. His faith, uh, blind yeah. faith—that's always good. Blind faith. <laughs> oh my lord! Okay, for for you, deception. Um, at the end of the episode, um. So at the end of the episode, uh, what, what happened was that comment with the bugbears. So um, the party observed a group of bugbears placing several things, bits of food, gold, and other baubles in a circular pit. What do you think that is for? The Asriel to pocket? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I assume it's some sort of... Oh, bugbears religious? That's, that's, that's what I understand. Like, I guess we'll get there, we'll investigate and... Maybe it's for a deity, maybe it's for a creature more powerful than them that they're scared of, that, like, needs a tribute. Yeah, Jace like, certainly had some ideas. Ooh, what was Jace's ideas? A summoning circle was, um, was my thought at the time. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will find out what it is. I, I just thought I'd throw Frankie. that out there. Yeah. I got a question for Frankie. All right, I'm here. I, I want to put Riki on the spot. Oh, Ricky and not Frankie, okay. <laughs> well, not one and the same, I imagine. But here it goes. Kill all humans. Where did that come from? <laughs> uh, from my mind meld with Bindi. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not Ricky who's actually in control. <laughs> it's this squirrel. Perhaps, yes. Yes. Oh, too funny. Okay, Dagoba, for you, Dwayne Jackson is part of the previous expedition to venture into oh. the Northern Wastes. Will your character be happy to, if he finds Dwayne alive after all this time? Uh, that's a reeky question. Dagoba would be, if if I find Dwayne uh, lying in a, a, a puddle, Wobani will be happy. Okay, cool. Actually, we got it. Hey, we've got our first question from the audience. And it is, why did Wabani lend Azriel the gold to buy him the arrows? Oh, well, hey, wait, I know who that is. I know too, uh, but still. You know, at the end of the day, it, it became, Wabani was sitting there thinking that uh, he'd gotten flack from uh, Riki and Jace about being stingy. So he was sitting there thinking, <laughs> all right, look, Azrael needs stuff, and if Azrael doesn't get stuff, there's a better chance that me, Wobani, is going to die. So let's make sure that he's outfitted so that there's a greater chance that Wobani lives. Self-interest. That seems um, like a good reason. Okay, Deception. How did you find the interactions that took place during the meeting? Was this what you expected Wobani would behave? Uh, No. I remember like hearing Wavani saying, "Yeah, we can't trust Colvin Brown. We can't trust you know, what what he what he's doing. He's part of the Confederation." But then he's like, "Yep, 
I jump him. It's like, whoa. <laughs> like, as I was expecting some hostility, like, you know, a finger or maybe some really harsh words thrown, but not a full-on assault. Like, that, that, yeah. I wasn't actually expecting that either. Yeah, that was one of my <laughs> questions. Like, did you expect him to go so aggro with Coldwin? No. I, oh. I knew he had animos animosity towards him, but I did not suspect that he would actually be in full front of it, lots of people there, violent. I had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so did I. It was... You're surprised the hell out of you guys, and you're like, wait, what am I going to do here? Oh, it's good. And I kind of let let the dice roll what exactly happened, whether, whether you got the jump or um, whether... Yeah the uh, dragonborn managed to hold you back and uh, luckily she did yeah yeah that was really interesting mm. you missed that one out for, you missed that out quite a bit frankie that was that was a blast yeah it was a bit of a shame to miss it really yes unfortunately I... we had um situation where uh unfortunately Frank, frankie couldn't make it last friday but um yeah, we'll be back on friday this week and she was missed yep um, she was Right, okay, what's the next question? Um, for you, Dagobah, is Wabani concerned about running into some of his old tribe, the Wild Fury tribe in the Northern Wastes? Oh, he dreads it. Dreads it more than anything, and I think I, I think I role-played too the dread of, of coming again, meeting any of them. I'm hope I'm... I'm <laughs> this probably means the Game Master is going to freaking go and do something. <laughs> I'd never do a thing like that. What? Throw an adventure in the northern wastes and have you run into the uh, your old tribe? Why would I do a thing like that? <laughs> uh, that can't be Am my I... mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that transparent. I got okay. one for you. Yeah, go for it. So, do you want to share what your favorite moment has been as our game master over the whole whole series? Yeah. Oh, like something man. that's really sold it for you. Oh, um. I can't. Uh, it's difficult for me to pick one um, one thing, but I, I do certainly love the interactions between the the players. Things like having the audacity to get a uh, tattoo on the back of Wabani's character. That was um, so unexpected. That was that was unexpected, <laughs> but hilarious. Um, oh, what else? The the uh, interactions with uh, the people at uh, Terrason who were followers of uh, Donaru. I thought that was that was fantastic as well. Um, the oh, what else? Um, the uh, behaviors towards things like Gordon Fillingsworth, um, him being a, an unfortunate uh, NPC in the middle of something much bigger than him, and uh, and how he was treated. Um, and still how he's treated to this day. And and oh, I guess another thing is like the NPC Lucy. I mean, she was supposed to be almost a one-off character, but for some reason she's just started to grow, which is fantastic. <laughs> how much bigger is she than when she when we started? Oh, she's one year bigger. Ah. Um, I've kind of run out of questions. Do you guys have any more? Oh, one. Go Does having more players make you lower the difficulty or up the difficulty of battle battles? Like, sorry, having more role player players make the we battles harder, up. or do you make them easier? Considering that uh, we role play quite a bit more than we. Um, 
well it's it's doing um uh, encounter design is always a bit of an art like you have a look at the uh the way you have challenge rating difficulties within the dmg and the, and those sorts of things and they'll say have this blah 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 and um that should be a certain uh certain difficult fight for the party but in in real life it it's it's a very very loose guide and the the way i try and go about encounter design is i'll throw something out at the party see how they uh handle it how many resources they spend and then i'll tweak it from there so now that there's a an actually a larger party of five as opposed to the three that we had for running for a while i will be up, upping the difficulty a certain amount to make it interesting but it, the, the, the trick is to up it so it becomes and this is not every encounter but up it so it becomes you know challenging and scary like there was a, an encounter uh back when it was only three people uh actually no yeah three people when they were fighting a um a uh a golem or uh, it's a, a gem sort of golem and uh, the the feedback I got back from the players after that was that they were on the edge of death and they were like sitting on the edge of their seat. Where from my side I could see what was happening. I'm going, oh yes, this is tracking really well. So I'm looking at sort of trying to make sure those sorts of encounters happen. Not every time, but it certainly adds to the suspense and the, the interest. Yeah, because I think those like the harder battles make for better roleplay as well. Because you talk of like you know the players, as you said, like you got a lot of feedback about it afterwards. I think it's awesome to see. And people get so worried about their characters, but as the DM, you know how close they actually are to death. Yeah, exactly. And it, I had to be a little bit more light touch with three players because as soon as you lose one player down, um, their uh, output in a battle is much much less. Like two, um, you lose one third of the outcome. But for five people, um, you can afford to be a bit more you know cutthroat for want of a better term and um and the way that i've got my healing house rules they'll bounce back and um it won't be as it'll still be still be dramatic because you're having a player down but um the outcome of the encounter won't be uh as swinging so you can actually go for those dramatic moments without as much fear yeah for sure totally agree so is there any questions Sorry, you go, I got one. So it's a group thought I wanted to know. So what do y'all think May, Sunny May, uh, would have done in that meeting with the creme de la creme of Modanio? A practical joke of some kind. Certainly. I'm, well, I'm surprised that Deception didn't run with that. Uh, I'm very bad at doing May. I'm sad that the audience didn't get to hear May and Riki speaking, but it was both me and Atua. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> we did interact during the fight for like a good 10 15 seconds oh dear <laughs> did we change the dynamics at all what happened no 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 it was just may being impressed with herself and Riki being like oh good job sort of thing oh that's nice yeah so it was it was wholesome <laughs> but was missed out on it's such a shame oh dear. i do have a question for a tour oh dear yep go on so when we go into one of those fights where we're supposed to not be scared because you've got all in it all in hand and um one of us dies um what is your least favorite character class for us to come back as the ones that are probably house ruled as being banned 
No, 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 no. What? All right. What is your least favorite character class for us to come back at? That is not banned. Uh, I honestly, I don't mind. All of them are entertaining. So, I mean, okay. but but you've got an interesting dynamic um, now. Now that you've got a second person who can actually, well, I mean, Jace sort of bounces around from melee and, and ranged. So, but now that May's yeah. there as well, uh, I'm not as worried about you know uh, the the ranged characters getting. Uh, okay. So much attention. So I can come back as a dual wielding drow that sighs a lot and acts melodramatic. <laughs> Certainly, sighs a lot. <laughs> Just audible sighs all game. <laughs> oh, this world is so awful. <laughs> Tragedy. Ricky's going to take a pitfall. Sorry, Frank. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's certainly not my intention. I don't want to kill off anyone. Maybe Bindi used to be a melodramatic goth drow dual-wielding, but Bindi got transformed into a squirrel as a curse from Lolth from leaving the Underdark. (laughs) And every once in a while she takes over Riki's mind. That's that's where the kill all humans comes from. That makes complete sense. Thank you, we've worked it out. Good work, everyone. (laughs) Investigation over. Backstory <laughs> now makes, becomes canon. It all makes so much sense. The squirrel that <laughs> used to be the goth emo drow that occasionally <laughs> possesses a human friend. That's that's just yeah. Uh, why didn't we see that? It was clearly so obvious. Well, it's it's probably for sure in the monolith for not now. <laughs> her, her her real family must be rec- recognizes her right away. Must be. We'll wait and find out. Or the so, progenitors are all all Bindi's family. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! Um, Nephilim pointed out um, May would have been excited to be in the room with more friends and be included in the group. See that that's funny because I was wondering they're all the the who's who and to be who and and May comes from this super wealthy family, so I was really really curious how she was would have interacted. Well, you'll have to wait till she's actually on one of these yeah. uh, chat channels and ask her directly. Yeah, I think she just would have been more wholesome. If that makes sense. Like, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. her character. Her character is pretty much wholesome, from what I can tell. Like... I, I will say, without revealing anything, I will say her background is interesting. Um, and when I do get to um, help uh, reveal it with her, then um, it might be of uh, it, it might help with the understanding of how her character plays. Well, for sure. That's the, that's that's the whole thing, right? That's that's right. I'm trying to trying to find the spot to to add it in. Yeah. And I still got some, this... still got some tricks up my sleeve when it comes to uh, Jace's character as well. But uh... I'm waiting for the big Ricky <laughs> reveal. Is what I'm. I mean, that she's actually the leader of the Brown Confederation. That will be just the. That would be the end of Wabani, I'm sure. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's the best way to um, keep tabs on the enemy is to infiltrate. But you know that Ricky, Ricky, and Bindi are Cordwin Brown. <laughs> All along. That's right. I mean, because you know, like a really big person is two little people in a suit sometimes. Yes, I mean, who's indeed. to say that two little people can't be one big person? That's right. <laughs> so, another question from Nephilim is Was Wabani surprised to be overpowered by the people who protected Cordwin? Uh, well, I mean,. I would have liked to have gotten in a couple of really good licks. I mean, I, I was sitting there thinking about it for a long time. 
the, the Cordwin reveal and what would what would make the most logical sense. And well, Bonnie worked himself up into a lather about the whole Cordwin thing. So I really would have liked to have gotten in a few licks before I was, and it was tough to play. Uh, all right, you've been charmed of a sort, and because I was so so caught up in the immerse into the rage, immerse into the rage. So <laughs> yeah, immerse into the rage. Happy, oh, <laughs> then nullified. <laughs> Be happy now. You're friends. What? <laughs> Well, did did you like the cliffhanger on the? I think it was the episode before where Cordwin was revealed. <laughs> oh, I I loved the, getting my scream off at the end. <laughs> cool. That was an amazing cliffhanger, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it was the best possible point to end. It was definitely all right. So, any any other questions from the the audience before we uh, look at wrapping up tonight and uh, move on to the uh, game on Friday, which I'm looking forward to continuing. Um, but uh, and and while we wait, if I can get anyone to add uh, some more comments, um, so uh, Riki, um, I know you weren't involved in the in the last game, but uh, are you looking forward to traveling through the northern waste with with the group? No. <laughs> <laughs> One word answer. Oh, there you go. Yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> It'll be fun as usual. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to knit the teeny little squirrel jacket before we leave town, though. I'm a bit worried about Bindi's welfare. And then she's a very small animal, and Northern West sounds cold and inhospitable. Well, oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> the introduction of the monolith, and we walk towards it, and we accidentally walk through a portal, and we're in Lord and Lee in your village. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Stop giving me Wait, ideas, Degaba. <laughs> All the ideas. All right, Back I think we'll wrap it, up here, wrap it up here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, remember, you can vote uh, with the, at the button below, um, which uh, will help with me uh, creating the next adventure. Uh, on saying that, um, that we the the next few weeks we'll be focusing on the uh, random concepts that have already been uh, selected before, and uh, we will see how the party fares traveling through the northern wastes. We'll uh, look forward to seeing everyone next Friday at eight thirty Australian Eastern Standard Time. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye.